0: Hello, my name is Kevin Eva. I'm one of the presenters of Last Minute Kickout, otherwise known as LMKO for Last Minute Continue. What follows is a special program that we recorded before AEW's full gear pay per view, where we looked back a year later on what we thought AEW needed to do, what were the good things about the promotion, everything that basically had transpired between uh, this show and the last time we looked at AEW's progress um, back when we uh, also had a guest on the show. This of course uh, took place Before not just everything that happened with Winter is Coming and how things have rather dramatically changed within the promotion over the last two months, but also, of course, before the very untimely passing of Brodie Lee, Jonathan Huber, also known as Luke Harper, within WWE. Please bear that in mind when you hear what we have to say about Dark Order and obviously what we hope. Uh, Brody's path would end up being Rest in peace
1: Brody Thank you
2: everybody, and welcome to Last Minute Kickout here. A very special Last Minute Kickout uh, episode for you guys listening either on the podcast or watching here on the YouTubes as we go reminisce a year of AEW here on the channel with the lovely hosts, the co-hosts, along with me. I am John Turbo Finley, along with the Kevin Eva. Kevin, the Kevin Eva. Hello. <laughs>
0: the definitive article kevin Eva,
2: everybody <laughs> <laughs> and pete titans creed nebico here
1: watch your scrubs
2: so yes aew one year of aew is um, i think it's like it's just over a year no just over a year right, because we got uh, this has been recorded think... just before full gear yeah we, we're, and, we're about uh, a
1: week two weeks out of their anniversary show i believe At the time of recording, yeah.
2: And uh, there has been a lot of ups and downs for this uh, company. Of course, obviously, the current uh, pandemic obviously hasn't helped too well for it, obviously. But what can we say has been the moments that we can talk about during this whole year? Pete, I believe you've got the floor on this. I mean...
1: in term, in terms of how the company started like aew started off very strong you'll probably remember we did a show back uh, last year we had a uh, we had Greg on actually where we were talking about uh, the prelude to aew actually starting which was like a big thing uh, we were talking about
2: hmm.
1: and it, it actually felt different because they were showcasing people every week. Uh, on Dynamite they were building up because there was no real championships at that point but now we've got we're to the point where you know obviously the world being on fire hasn't helped the entire situation of of how you can actually do things but it feels a lot like their storylines and plot writing at the moment has gone into deep WWE territory you know and I think the thing that really etched this into stone is when Cody left to go do the TV deal, came back and then instantly won the championship. Like, obviously, he was not going to be losing it regardless, but he's come back, he's won it. Brody's disappeared, and I think it would have been best to just like change the, the, the tack and just let Brody keep it because it was building Brody. Like, what, what had Brody been at that point? Just the leader of the Dark Order. He was just a, your atypical big man. He won the belt and he was a monster the way that he, he got put over on Cody. That he is. Was
2: that's true like um, because as as AEW as a whole it's been kind of like the um you know the 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 safety bed for a lot of people uh, a lot of wwe superstars that got released uh during you know I just mean, after the I pandemic you gotta got remember like, like, like a lot of, a lot of the
1: people i think there's like one or two exceptions but these are guys that have worked together on the indie scene japan you know, various places they've worked with each other. So, like, if WWE is going to mistreat them and they're all kept in communication, then there's going to be something to know. And, you know, they want to give their friends opportunities and dues, which is fair enough. That's how they want to run their company. You know, it builds up a decent star power because they're going to get some viewers which are going to move over from product to product to look for for different things. And it's good to have competition. My problem is where the fact that it just feels like we're just falling into the same sort of story type things like like they say that the wrestlers like th- th- there's hit points that they want the wrestlers to talk about in promos there's no scripting essentially for their promos or anything else but the storylines in general just feel the same like personally it's nice that John Moxley's been given the title been given a run with it do I think he's a credible champion at this point no do I think Jericho was a credible champion yes and it's not because they're not of any different caliber. They're both within their own rights to hold that belt. But Moxley's done nothing that I feel deserves to keep it. And I, I feel like him, he doesn't feel like he is the head of the table, so to speak. When you think about AEW, like, when you want to think about a company, you want to think about their world champion. Now, if I think about WWE, my brain's instantly going to go to Reigns and or are the champion. But Moxley doesn't feel like he is the first person you think about when you look at AEW at the moment. And I feel the problem with is a lot that they're trying to build credible champions rather than trying to do what's probably best at that moment, and they're trying to stick to their guns with how they want to do things. Do I think Cody should be TNT champion right now? No. Do I think T- Cody should have won the TNT championship back? No. Do I think John Moxley should have lost that title about two months ago? Yes, Absolutely. I think they should have given it to somebody else and they could have let multiple feuds run wild. Now it's nice that we're getting the idea of people coming up and feuding with John Moxley. I think that's good. Unknowns to a lot of people that have been on the indie scene for forever, like, you know, Eddie Kingston and uh you're yeah, gonna have to forgive me the murderhawk guy and everything else with Jake the Snake and everything else. But these are guys like could they have won the belt off Moxley? Yes, but could they have been incredible champion and be the first person you thought about when you think about the company? No. Like, Jericho did a good point of doing that, but he I don't think he even had a rematch against Moxley. He just lost the champion and moved on. Like, okay, if that's the way you want to do it, but you want to make Moxley the figurehead of your company, then there has to be stuff that happens for him to show that he's going to be that figurehead that you trust in. And I I don't know his work rate or his promo rate or how he feels like there but from when I look at the company I feel like the heavyweight championship at this point is an afterthought and I feel if you look at the rest of the company that we see on Dynamite and Dark everything, the women's division which we got told was going to be amazing it was going to be just as well regarded as the men's is in the toilet like there's a match on full gear that's happening, which is Nyla Rose versus uh, Hikaru Shida, which has had no build. It's just happened because the two people they were gonna put their women's division on being Britt Baker and um, the their Bailey clone person thing who left the company that went to Impact and then oh um, took- and she's just uh, bit- Ky- Ky- Kylie Ray, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Ray, like she she's she left. Uh, Britt Baker got injured. And then they put the belt on Nyla Rose. Good opportunity. There were some good matches that happened, but since Hikaru's had the belt, we've had a couple of matches where we know the title's not going to ship because we know it's not going to go to NWA. And, you know, there's been various other things. And now we're just back into another feud with Nyla Rose off the back of nothing. We've had attack. And like the last couple of weeks of Dynamite alone have just been championship playoffs we've had the tag team like tournament and then we've had a singles tournament and it feels like there's not been enough cohesion to keep the shows going on the main things they want to go it feels like because we see the TNT championship pretty much defended every other week on Dynamite at the moment because the focus is on the the, the single and the tag tournaments to go for the belts and everything else that everything else falls to the wayside you know, there's there's not a lot there. Will it get better after full gear where we have Paige or Omega going for the championship? Probably. Because, you know, they'll if it's Omega, there'll probably be more camera and mic time between Omega and Moxley because it's definitely, it's another rematch between those two leading up into that. But it, it just feels like it's, it's so... Moxley feels like an afterthought in the position that he's at. He's got a lovely title belt, probably the best any of us have ever seen for the longest time. But he doesn't feel like he's the forefront of the company, which is where he should be. And that's my big problem, is it feels like even the storylines don't feel that far outside of what I'd expect from watching a WWE show.
2: So, with with your, from what I can uh, feel from uh, your kind of like you you know, attitude to the general kind of like, uh, structure of how AEW's handled their first year. year—you, you feel as though it's not been the best of years. I think it started uh, well. or a bit all I right. think
1: it started well. I just think it's fumbled too much in the middle and mm. I feel like it's not that strong at the moment. And I, maybe a big part of that is the pandemic and forcing um, like breaking up a lot of the storylines. But as I've had discussions elsewhere with other people, we're all of the same thought that it's been long enough that they could have changed these storylines to fit purpose with who they have, and the only thing I can ever see that with, is with the fact that Eddie Kingston has picked up the uh, the Lucha Brothers because Pack's not there, yeah. and we know that Kingston's not going to win the belt because Kingston's going to probably come back and have a thing with Pack after Full Gear for the for the sake of the Lucha Bros, you know, and that's probably going to end up being a six-way between Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. And Pack
2: in the Lucha Bros, you know. Hmm. Kevs, what's your uh, thoughts on <laughs> AEW's first year? Um, Are they similar? similar to... I am
0: very similar in mind to to Pete in that there's been issues going on that we've all known about, um, that should have been addressed by now, and that's not just the talent point of view, um. The women's division in particular was very much a West meets East situation and the pandemic is partly responsible for that falling apart. The other part of reason for that falling apart is Omega just doing a really crap job at booking it. Um, is that because Riho isn't there keeping his focus on things? Who knows? Um, but hey, remember Rio, we haven't seen her for ages because of the pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, so it's 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 such a mess that division and it needs sorting out. We've had everything that's been like stop, start, back and forth. The Nightmare Sisters, we've had Ali going from Bunny to herself to Nightmare Sister to back to Bunny. No no rhyme nor reason. Yeah, at the same time, from the good point of view, you've got things like Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Um, which has been allowed to develop in its own way through being the elite. Being the elite is really good, just
1: from a, from a character building point of view. Rest of it, eh. Being the elite. Is more storyline focused and remembers exactly the stories it wants to tell better than both AEW main programming and WWE main programming.
0: Absolutely, but it's great. To, it's a great way to get people over within character and give them time outside of everything to set stuff up. Most most of the storylines within AEW are set up within being the elite, and that's really good the best and, and there's other stuff that that's been going on with us going to the pandemic I, i'm so disappointed we never got to see death triangle mm. um as you say it's great um i completely agree with pete about moxley in in every sense every sense of the word and indeed cody um we've not long guys but we've just filmed Hell in the Cells review and we've done uh, predictions for a full gear as as Pete said earlier. But one one of the things we said about that was the TNT one. I think both of you guys went for Derby and I went for Cody. Derby should have that belt. Because Darby's gonna be the Derby's your Jeff Hardy in that that the crowd latches on to because of what like, he does and and his and his look at his gimmick and everything.
2: Well like, here's the like, thing it's like um like I I've, I've interacted with with um, someone that I uh, kind of like know from a store and whatnot. and they they have um, you know, uh, a partner who watches the product and whatnot. And they love Darby Allen. They absolutely love it, and they're totally connected to the character because of how he is of that counterculture, kind of like uh, coolness and mm. such. You know, so he is that character that can be grab, can grab an audience um, for his style and his, you know, kind of like connections and stuff like that. So I understand that.
0: Yeah, the the best thing about AEW is just how damn enjoyable it is. Going back to that, what we were talking about with with Helena Cell beforehand, with the matches in between. The matches in between on that card meant nothing absolutely nothing even the u.s championship meant nothing they weren't fun they weren't enjoyable aew is nine times out of ten enjoyable to watch we've had one pay-per-view where it's not been enjoyable to watch and that was partly due to the situation with matt hardy and sammy Guevara and it all going to shit Mm -hmm. and it just being this ripple effect after that in that it just no one could enjoy it at all it's it's generally always enjoyable, um, regardless of there being no build, no build or what have you. It's generally fun and enjoyable matches. It's great to see new people coming in and being being intrigued by AEW's you know a presentation of wrestling because it is more fun based. Um, our good friend from LMC, T A Black Ian, he's an avid watcher now of AEW stuff. And he wasn't into wrestling at all before, but he watched a couple of the matches, and I think it was probably one of my favourite matches that they've had in, in the entirety of this year, which was Pack Orange Cassidy. That I think that entire thing—it's—it's it's strange in a way that the two, well, the two matches that really stick in my mind are two Orange Cassidy matches, and one of them's the pack. One of was the pack one because it's like yes, yes, it's the it's the sloth guy, but. He was fire ant and he's still got all that in there. So when you've got the intensity of PAC meeting this guy and actually the disdain, the sheer disdain that that both are showing in in their individual ways, it was really exciting to watch as a match, as a spectacle. But even the other one is, strangely, the Mimosa Mayhem match with Jericho. What a match that deserved to be absolutely crap and wasn't. And that's a testament to Jericho, probably more than more than anything on that one. But that just shows you that they can go, AEW can go to the ridiculousness, and yet it still be enjoyable to me as a viewer. The thing that they need to stop. Criticise WWE for their production values. Dear God, AEW need to do something about their production issues whether it's randomly videos going off or music happening or pyro going off or the wrong person's come out or the person's come out before they've been introduced as what happened with uh, our good friend, the leader of the Dark Order, um, when he was revealed, when he literally just came out and it was still on camera as they were doing the reveal and the video was supposed to come in. There's so many issues with the production and it's a case of you've had a year now You need to clean that crap up mm-hmm. um, AEW should be better than WWE In the sense of Entertainment Equal in presentation And it should be holding a, a different stand Based upon what WWE Have been doing for the past 25 years And that we all As a whole have said Needs to stop or needs to improve I think They've done half of that And not the other
1: I Think one of the biggest problems right now in terms of AEW programming versus WWE programming is that with WWE programming, and this is going to be very different because we're British individuals, we get all of our television from like one source in terms of that. We don't have to flip between channels like the USD. But if I want to watch WWE programming, I'll just go watch it on a given channel, you know. And then if I want the network stuff, it'll be on the network. But if I want to watch if I want to stay on top of anything to do with AEW, I've got to watch AEW on the given channel. I've then got to go to YouTube on a given day to watch dark. BTE and Dark. I've got to go to YouTube for Dark. There's masses of individual vlogs that a lot of the the guys do as well. Like Sammy, Sammy Ver, stuff. i got his own Matt stuff. Matt Hardy. Like, if you want a lot of stuff, you've got to keep in tune with like so much more stuff. And yes, you can you can argue that it's all on YouTube. With exception of um, uh, dynamite and the pay-per-views, but
0: even shot definitely... of brandy
1: now, yeah. Last shot of brandy yeah. had a
0: storyline element to it.
1: There's the, the, my problem. is is so much all over the place, and it's not mm. condensed. Like, I mean, obviously they're not going to have the the thing of like they're not going to have the AEW network where you can just watch all the programming there you know like that's not going to happen for like a long time until they spread their wings you know and get a Mm. bit but like i feel like with the programming they have now their roster's far too bloated and they they feel like they're big enough to get into talent wars with wwe at the moment as well bizarrely they've almost got like an ecw issue
0: from back in the day in that they can't grow fast enough they're trying to they're trying to grow, but then but in, they they couldn't grow fast enough initially, and now they're a bit bloated, and they need to go somewhere else. They need they were going to have this other day, which has now gone on the back burner. they are going to have this other it, other, it other programming, feels, and that's gone on the back burner, and now
1: they're it, kind of stuck. It almost feels like we need like a like a a dark and an after dark, you know, like well, there needs to be like that that sec, that that secondary YouTube show
0: well we're we're now getting again at the time of recording there's now, they've got like an extra dark we're getting like extra darks occasionally so there's a special dark coming up on youtube at some point during the next week or so apparently um so they're trying to get stuff in that way but it is it is like trying to it's the best metaphor i can give you is aw is trying to fill a suitcase and they've got too many clothes So it's all bursting out and it's you know it's it's not it's not set properly it's not a full and secure thing john what are your thoughts
2: it is it is all over the place um with it i mean taking your kind of like thoughts uh on board as well it's like me it's like it is like back and forth because i kind of have some enjoyment with the program, uh, with the, the product for, of AEW, uh, though, like, how they kind of, like, I am mean, like, I like how they hold on to certain legacy stuff, and then sometimes not at the same time, because you've had, like, um, uh, you've had a lot of, kind of, like, legacy comebacks. Like, you've had uh, Tully Blanchard come back. Uh, into uh, you know into wrestling you've had uh, Shivani come into uh, wrestling through commentary same for Jim Ross on commentary but those two uh, but sometimes they, those two can be pretty bad at times Taz came back uh, to uh, the product with you know through AEW um, Jake the Snake being you know manager for one of the AEW up and up and coming oh. stars diamond Dallas page having his um having a match in his six six decade of uh you know off in the business is crazy and whatnot and that was through aew and whatnot but then you got but it's like you're right they haven't really been structuring their product quite well with what with what they have in terms of future talent, they have done it for some t- uh, talent, like Orange Cassidy. I think Orange Cassidy has been one of the best um, that they've built up for during that year, because he's been entertaining. He's been, and when he go- when he goes, he bloody goes, and it's and it showed, especially with the match against Park and uh, uh, that, Jericho. That in particular. I know we keep going back to it, but that in particular
0: is a great way of showing how AEW can tack with the wind
1: my, in terms my, of the
0: audience.
1: My, my problem with how they're building things is and this is nothing against Orange Cassidy as a whole, right? I could quite easily see Cassidy with a T, with the TNT Championship yeah, at one point. But can you see Cassidy with the heavyweight belt?
2: No. So but he doesn't need ha- to.
1: He's ha- he's ha- he's having, he he's having he he's having he's he is mid card. He's He's having main event level feuds, but he'll he's never having l- that main event. He's he's he is literally made- Chris Jericho in the noughties.
0: The like, great thing about Casty though is that while he is that mid card wrestler, and that he you know, he can be the top star of your mid card, he's got enough traction with the audience because AEW hasn't done a WWE and just completely stuffed the thing, in that. He at various points he can do that step up, so you can have him have a feud with the top guy and then go back down into go back down into the mid card, and that won't damage Orange Cassidy, and that will help the person who's actually the champion at the time. He's he's actually go, he's he's at one of those wrestlers that can sort of go between without any issues.
2: But yeah. But going, going back to how, how they kind of like yeah I, I agree like their, their women's division has not been very strong in any way shape or form uh, even pre-pandemic I feel as though they were they definitely dropped the ball when it the came to the fact
1: that there's a rumor of women's tag championships for AEW as well
2: oh they need fun. to fo- they really need to kind of like
1: I I, I hate think, to say I it, think like, Brandy kind of shot it. it
0: down in that, yeah, in that probably, it. but not yet.
1: Like, if they're going to do it, and I hate to say it because we hate RAW for it, but they would need to have a three-hour main show if they were going to do that.
2: Well, they like, they just I, need I, a stronger I, division. That's I, the thing. Well, I'm,
1: I'm like... almost I'm almost saying like they've got enough of a roster that they could quite easily do that, and then that would solve all of the problems we're having. And having one three-hour show is like you have one three-hour show. What's dark? Two hours. An it, hour, two it hours. It
0: fluctuates, I think.
1: It fluctuates. Yeah, but then you're already back onto like Raw and SmackDown alone. And I don't know about you guys, but I literally just watch Raw, SmackDown, <laughs> Dynamite, and the pay per views, and I don't watch anything in between. I might watch BTE because it's like literally a twenty minute video on YouTube, you know. But do you have
0: a women's version of Dark? What do you mean? Do I? Yeah do, no, yeah, do you personally, or... in that hoodie, do you have a women's version of Dark?
2: Well, here's the thing. They've got, well, they've got, <laughs> they, they have an extra program. Uh, they Like TNT obviously ha- has commissioned uh, AEW to have another program on their network mm-hmm. to AEW. Have that be, you know, have some kind of like bigger influence for the women's division on that secondary program. To...
1: My, my biggest problem with this entire women's division conversation. Is that they've they've structured it that they want to have this man they want it to be on par with the tag division and the singles division, yeah?
2: And that's what they try to they've, do with that tournament.
1: They've gone so far as to promote an entire thing for AEW to women with the AEW Heels thing. But we barely see anything of the women on like like I think the most of any of the AEW women I see is the uh the one of them that's with the Dark Order. And I love her because she's kicking Stu Grayson's ass every week. It's, it's, it's strange. I, I, I
0: think a maybe like 30-minute dark-like program which just focused on the women would actually be a good thing. So that was entirely focused on that and could build up stuff with, you know, like you're being... Because you don't really see the women on Being the Elite either, do you? Um, because it's all it's all buddy buddy bit jocular. Have that have just like a a, women, a a YouTube women's program. You can still have the women on Dynamite and Dark, but just have something that can
1: focus. Focus is something that uh, that is so lacking. It it really does feel like the women's division on AEW is like the most lackluster thing at the moment, and I want to see more of it because fucking out. I'm quite sure like out of the pay per views that we've talked about. The women's matches have been fucking amazing and I want to see more of that. Mm. Those early those
0: early shows that we covered. Yeah. We talked about the women's matches for ages because there was so much detail, there was lots they of comparison different. in terms of how it was booking was in the strength.
2: Offer. Yeah, and and of course they had the talent for it, but of course because of the pandemic obviously we kind of like lost that talent. What uh, essentially.
0: But then it goes back to what what Pete was saying in that they should have used this time to build up the people you've got who are there and, and, and really uh, hard focus on them. So when you've got the likes of Riho and everybody else coming back in, it's like, aha, it's the return of, so of Rio and everybody else. Uh, mean, and then I mean, you've got the it's... actual AEW born and bred lot who are strong and are, are, have, a, have a credible threat against, you know, all the yeah. others and, and they the they have done that close
1: that? to is Nia Rose the last big build we had in the women's division was the return of Britt Baker and Big Swole mm-hmm. and ever since that's finished we haven't seen height nor Hair of Big Swole not even on BTE no. and Britt Baker's appeared here and there mm-hmm. and that's it
2: yeah no, they, uh, after they, that they, match they though I'm quite to...
0: happy they haven't
2: yeah <laughs> no it's def definitely the it's still it's still needing to be getting on with their uh, with all of their uh, divisions, I mean um, they just need to I think I think obviously within this year there's been a lot of bumps and whatnot I feel so that it, it can probably be rectified in the following year uh, with how they go forward, hopefully with thing, uh, you know if they can get their uh, like especially for the women's division obviously get that like better finited with uh, you know you know, better stories and whatnot, and uh, because their tags are tags, fine. Sing uh, the male, uh, the men's division can be good. The ranking stuff, it could be a bit muddled at times because there has been some confusions with who's in content- contention with championships and stuff like that, and it could be a little better, kind of like cleared up and whatnot. But overall, I mean, overall for the whole year that they've been. On this product and whatnot it's been all right um it's just a couple of a couple of trip ups here and there that they could definitely work on a little bit more and hopefully they'll rectify down the line and uh, we will see that for year two um i mean all the best for aew they're going to you know keep it up guys Yeah, you know, because you know you got supporters World in is us three. watching
0: <laughs> it, you, you, you're right because if there's one thing I think that we would agree on with AEW is that they care what we think. Mm-hmm. They care about putting and they care about entertaining us and they want us to have a good time. That's not necessarily something <laughs> all the time you can say about WWE because it's part of the overall global
1: marketing plan. The, the, the it the... goes back to the problem that I've been stating Like, WWE is an ancient dinosaur in comparison to AEW. AEW has fresh, younger brains at the mindset of it. But we're getting WWE-level storylines and thinking of it. And that therein lies my issue with AEW as a whole right now. It's had more ups than downs, and it's been exciting. But it's now... The excitement I was expecting... And I think Taz said it pretty much the best on Dynamite this week. Like, there are belts, you know, and there are guys that are in contention for the belts because they want to use this ranking system, but they're not using the ranking system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So Taz, as Taz is the serious guy, has been
0: an absolute joy, by the way. T- Taz's, you know, proper anal- analysing of everything, analysing of the opponents and his own wrestlers' skill and picturing and beat- it super seriously has been great. Really enjoyed it. And the fact that, you know, he is the one that's coming out there and dropping some you know truth bombs about, about like, how things are being organised
1: is good and it makes sense with his character. It makes sense that he's sticking up for his guys. I feel like we need to in terms of the singles matches then we need to be especially for the heavyweight belt we've got you've got a lot of people who are hungry for the belt like as shown by like Cage. do i think they, they deserve to be a champion not yet they obviously need a lot more work you know but these are guys that have the opportunity to show off what they can do and if you're not that ready for them to be pushed into this then you make it like the idea of the triple threat match is that you have the guys that you want to do but you have somebody there that's there to pick up the slack and make it as entertaining as you can because you've got someone you you can rely on as another workhorse in that match you know Hmm. they're there to build it up and make it just that little bit more exciting and they can do that they've got enough guys that are interested in going for the belt you know But what what do we have? We have, we've had eight guys going through a tournament, you know, that haven't shown interest in going for the belt other than saying we're going to be doing singles runs and everything else like that. But then you've got Team Taz, you know, saying like, you know, this is our win record in 2020. You know, we've lost 10 out of my 11 last matches. Why aren't I getting a title shot? You know, there there are guys that i putting forward the case that they want to be champion and they deserve to have that shot, but they're not in the tournament. It it's good, and the the thing is,
0: about... again, the good thing about AEW in that sense is that they will acknowledge it, yeah, and they will try and do something about it, which is which is kind of good.
1: But it's stuff like this, like if they're going to have the ranking system and they want to rely on it, they have to use it. They can't yeah. just do storylines for the sake of doing storylines which overrides everything else, which is what it feels like that they've just been continuing the idea of their storylines mm. regardless of what's happening. You know?
2: Yeah. yeah. But well, I think I
1: that's I think that's a good point to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanna do yeah, a,
0: I wanna do a little thing actually before we before Turbo wraps things up. Normally for no, not that. Not the pictures. Not the pictures for the thumbnail yet, Pete. I think he's, he's, he's practicing. Look at him; he's practicing. Um Join the park order. No, we've done that one. There's, so we order.com. we would normally for a pay per view rank the pay per view out of ten, right? I want you guys to give me a grade for AEW's first year. So from from A star or A plus, whatever you like down to let's say E. Pete, well, but how would you starting with you? How would you grade AEW's first year as a proper I'm proper gonna wrestling it, I'm business?
1: just going to plant it. Surely in the middle C, a C,
0: yeah,
1: a good it, old it, C. It's, it's it's purely watchable content at this point. There are some interesting things that I look I I'm, I enjoy when I'm watching it. And if you join the last minute continued Discord, you can come and join the conversations there. But um. There are lots of things that are enjoyable, but there are a lot of problems which, we've, which I've talked about and mm. I really hope they get fixed.
0: I'm going to give it a B minus uh, for the same reasons really that, that uh, Pete just said. Uh, there's things that are very, very enjoyable. There's, there's obvious problems that need to be fixed, but they're at least going in the right direction. In terms in terms of where I want to aw to end up being it's not there yet and it needs some work needs some direction but apart from that turbo what's your grade and then we can uh, round this thing up
2: yeah uh, basically I was gonna agree with you there's uh, with uh, B minus with the same uh, kind of like comments there so it's quite easily the fact that we have general interest for this for the AEW product to be uh, great, and it has some great moments, but of course, just needs a little bit more uh, work to do with it. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, fair enough. You know, Pete with the C, me and Kev with the B minuses. Uh, we hope that AEW's second year can be slightly higher, higher and great, and hopefully, we'll see some improvements, and hopefully, things will be better overall but overall it's okay for the moment let's see what happens going forward so with that all said i think that's us for uh the episodes here for myself john turbo finley for kevin eva for pete Nevikov. join the dark order we have been last minute we've been last minute kick out uh follow us on twitter at faces in peril for the whole uh podcast And you can also follow our individual uh, tags if you want to. And we will see you next time for Last Minute Kickout. Take care, everybody.